Want to stream cognitive dissonance to your Android or iPhone? Buy the app. Go to dissonancepod.com and click on the link on the right-hand side of the page. Each purchase helps support the show. Hi, right, gents. It's uh, Dave Thomas here. Uh, not the one from Wendy's. Uh, just listened to your most recent podcast. And I haven't stopped picturing you and Tom fucking ever since. Glory on. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. from Glory Hole Studios in Chicago, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome mat. This is episode 165 of Cognitive Dissonance, and we have nobody as a guest. Again. So they were gracious enough to not appear again, Cecil. Sir, not appearing in this movie. Not not part of this production. This is like a uh, this is like a movie where you're own, you're your own best boy, you're the you're the key grip, yeah. you're the gaffer. <laughs> Let me tell you, I gaff myself all the time. <laughs> hey, I've got a hell of a key grip, I'll tell you that much. That's honed over years of practice, yeah. my good friend. No kidding. <laughs> So the first story we're going to cover comes from the Raw story. Minnesota, this guy's very familiar. I think he's going to be a regular guest on this program. Uh, Minnesota Republican candidate with weird ideas about AIDS also thinks dinosaurs lived with man. So the fucking goober nut from last <laughs> week, um, the Republican congressional candidate, his name is Bob Fry. He's the same idiot who thought that sperm had fucking like welders goggles and enzymes and fucking burn their way into the egg. It and had a fucking laser on the front. <laughs> right. It's like, it's, it's, just, it's like a every, TIE fighter. It just shoots its way in. Every sperm was invented by Dr. Evil. Yeah. Like, you know, like it's, it's just fucking sharks with laser beams. Oh. <laughs> uh. Um, but now he is testifying, um, testifying, I might say, oh. um, in front of the State Senate Education Committee. When did this happen? This happened in 04, but it's hilarious now. Oh, okay. Um, so he was opposing the inclusion of the theory of evolution. Oh, Jesus in the Christ. Big shock, right? So what he did is he brought in a plastic bone. Yeah, that's what? <laughs> Wait. And then a plastic <laughs> bone, dude. Like, and I'm not talking like a plastic flesh, yeah, right, like a plastic right, right. bone. And then he, he brought this thing in and he said that this plastic bone was indicative of evidence of giants. Can, do you, like, because, you know, the Bible says there were used to be giants, right? There used to be actual giants. So he had a fucking big giant plastic femur. And he's like, yeah, this isn't like a real one. <laughs> but if there was a real one <laughs> and it looked like, like this. this, then there would be giants. So evidently the giants were made of plastic. Uh, you know, he also says, actually, why don't we just play him? Let's just play what he has to say. This is um, 
the Fry guy, Walder Fry, is that his name? He's going to be on, uh, he's going to talk <laughs> about stuff. Can't just say the humans probably evolved from uh, bacteria that lived more than four billion years ago, but that's not what we find in the fossil record. There's uh, this 16-foot-tall giant was uh, was found with numerous others uh, around around the world. Dinosaurs have always lived with man. Is the rock wrong or is the theory wrong? I suggest to you that the theory is wrong. Dinosaurs have always lived with man. Here's a plesiosaur that wa washed up on the beach in Nova Scotia in 2002. This is a, a juvenile that also washed up on the beach in, uh, in Lake Erie. Shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> Shut your whore <laughs> mouth. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. The fucking the thing just washes up on shore, and that doesn't make fucking international news, right? Well, you know, the, the only one who was told was Bob Frey. Like they just anytime no that I mean what he see the thing is that there is a conspiracy afoot, see right, right that whenever dinosaurs, uh you know corpsey dinosaurs wash up on the shore of inland lakes in North America, uh, such as Lake Erie, the first thing they do is call Bob Frank. Yeah, <laughs> and he just takes their femur. He just right. rolls up. You know I gotta say. Of the dinosaurs, the plesiosaur is the most courteous of all of them, I think. <laughs> the most courteous. He aims to please. <laughs> you, I, think, you know, I want to meet the thank you asaur. Where's that right, one? Right, yeah. right. The excuse me asaur. <laughs> That you could hold the sore. fucking door open yeah. for me next time, a sore. Excuse me, a sore farts a lot. You know, just, <laughs> just a farting dinosaur. I've been called worse. Fucking <laughs> 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 hell, I've been called worse by better. Uh, so oh, fuck man. you too. <laughs> uh, yeah, like I, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe a fucking plesiosaur fucking washed up on some shore, but I don't think so. <laughs> you know, the first time, you know, I've never heard. You know, in modern day, I don't think there's an asaur around. <laughs> if there really were dinosaurs swimming around an inland lake in the middle of North America, like fucking, fucking splashing around one of the most well-traveled lakes in all of America, like a lake known for its fucking fishing and recreating. And if commerce. <laughs> And there's a fucking dinosaur in it. Like an actual yeah, fucking dinosaur. Right, right. Then why isn't there fucking Jurassic Park style dino <laughs> tourism? Why is it that I don't find a Sasquatch riding a plesiosaur? Why is that? <laughs> because I would pay to see that. I would pay money to I see would, that. That would be, it would make the Great Lakes worth visiting. Like it would, would make then look, they would actually be Great Lakes. They, <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't just be flyover states anymore, right? You know, you wouldn't right. be like, oh yeah, we're just gonna zip across Lake Erie because you know, I don't know who cares about Lake Erie. You'd be like, <laughs> hey, we're going to America. You want to go look at the dinosaurs? Yeah, you want to go. Like look people at those. would be like the Grand Canyon. Fuck the Grand Canyon. <laughs> Anyone seen any goddamn dinosaurs lately? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah. They would invent entire, like, submarine subcultures built around the idea of fucking touring around fucking Lake Erie looking at goddamn dinosaurs. And yeah, why would I, we have never caught one? With, like, all the commercial fishing in Lake Erie and all know, of a sudden I, you're just like, oh, yeah, one just washed up on the beach. Yeah, you know, I could I could see something like that, right? You know, because shit goes down deep. We don't go there or whatever. But, you know, the fact is, is, like, 
again, I'm agnostic to the idea of a fucking Loch Ness type monster. Like, I don't fucking care that if they exist. I don't care if they don't exist. Um, I don't think that they exist because there's no fucking evidence for them. But if there was a fucking, if there was one next week that ran for president, I'd be like, mm, okay, fair <laughs> enough. Fucking, there's a fucking plesiosaur. I'm good with it. He's got I a surprisingly yeah. well-developed platform. He's a, and he's got a wonderful top hat that he just, I mean, it, got to get that thing made at a haberdasher, though, because he's got a big fucking head. You know what I mean? He's got to go... But and the tuxedo on him, that oh, thing's yeah. always getting yeah. wet. It's always getting wet. His I tailor, know. I mean, his tailor's a saint, really, <laughs> like to put up with that. And how do you get in the sleeves? How do you fit those big flat fucking things <laughs> through the sleeves, the sleeves and not tear them? I don't know. He's just amazing. It's not but the it, sleeves that are so bad. Yeah. It's the cufflinks, you yeah. know. Like they really have to. You know, like this is what passes off as proof, though, right? I have a physical thing. You know, just like, I have a thing. It's a bone. And just be like, and it's so funny if you listen to the fucking audio, because the guy's just like, is that like a real bone? <laughs> like, like, one of the fucking people has like, is that, is that like a real, like, plesiosaur bone? He's like, no, no, it's just a replica bone. You know? Well, yeah, okay, so then it doesn't mean anything anyway. Yeah. It's just a child's toy. I got it at the Field Museum. So yeah. it's just pretty much a big this is actually a prehistoric bone. pogo stick i don't <laughs> know <if you laughs> it's actually you should see the size of the dog you know <laughs> that's the bone this is actually bam bam's club so i don't know <laughs> he throws it and fucking clifford the big red dog retrieves it it's <laughs> fucking well, and on his back is a giant so yeah <laughs> well yes because there's there's 16 foot giants Cecil. Right. there's 16 foot tall right. human beings that are evidently extinct. Like, they didn't make the cut. It no. Was, it was too tough, you know. They didn't, it, yeah, the, they didn't make it into the ark because the rooms were too small. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like the thing is, is, is you really have to go out of your way to design rooms for the 16-foot tall. It's a difficult, you know I mean? And, and Noah, he was just a boat builder. It wasn't like a fucking, you know, a good boat builder. So he couldn't make really big rooms, evidently. But it's he like, fit fucking elephants in there, so he just didn't bother to bring two giant humans with him. Right, he just picked short humans. Like he's just like he's like, ah, do I want to get them from the big and tall shop or just from you know, regular? I think, kind yeah, of, I think mm. I think this kind of shit clearly shows a bias on Noah's Noah's part. Right, he's fucking tallest. tallest. If that's a thing, <laughs> like he was the tallest. A dick. A long black cock. Long black cock. A long. So this story comes from thespeaker.co. 42%, 42% of Muslims polled by Pew Research think suicide bombing and other violence against civilians are at least occasionally, occasionally justified, Cecil. Um, and then when you take a look at the breakdown um, of Muslims in you know different parts of the world um, as to when they think that... Uh, Suicide bombing is justified, at least on occasion, you know, not all the time, but, you know, for a special occasion when it calls for it. Um, it's pretty fucking unsettling. Like, it's basically like a laundry list of like, if the answer is ever above one percent, that's a country you just don't want to go to. Like, right. when I look at this and it's like <laughs> it's Bangladesh, 61 yeah. percent of Muslims like, yeah, I'm just not going to swing over to Bangladesh. Yeah, no kidding. How about this picture? Jesus Christ, it looks like somebody fucking threw, like, it looks like the end of Fargo. Like, somebody just got shoved in a wood chipper, and they just shoved, like, shot that shit all over the place. 
I, I got to ask, okay, is there anybody who thinks that violence against civilians is justified? I mean, other than, like, people cl clearly polled here. But, I mean, you don't think that, do you? No, I can't. I mean, there's... No, no. I mean, I, I well, I, that's a hard. It's a harder question than it appears on the front, right? Is it ever justified? I, I you know, was it justified in World War II? Because there was a tremendous amount of violence against civilians, and you know, during the the uh, World Wars, um, you know, they bombed, you know, munitions factories and whole cities. I mean, fucking firebombed all of fucking Tokyo and Dresden. Yeah, you know, and then the, then uh, the clearly, Hiroshima, clearly Nagasaki. The, yeah. You know, I mean, like. So is that justified? It, you know, I guess I guess that question is a little more relevant kind of in a days gone by sort of a context when total war as a concept was being um, explored or played out, uh, you know, across the global stage. Um, I think in our current political context, as far as, you know, the global situation is concerned, no, I, 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 I have a very hard time justifying violence against civilians for any reason. I mean, in 1944, maybe, but that's still just a maybe. In 2014, I have a really hard time with it. I kind of wonder if we're looking at it through a lens of military superiority, um, because clearly all these, these countries are, you know, they don't have the the military might that we have in this country to sort of impose our will in other countries. And we've done it sure. multiple times wherever we want. Essentially, we just walk in and be like, fucking, this is how it is. And people are like, yep, we don't want to get blown up. And then they don't. <laughs> so they, you know, but but could you imagine, and, and I'm just trying to be a devil's advocate here, could you imagine putting yourself in, an, in a sort of um, a country where you don't have, you feel impotent, you don't, you feel like you can't affect any change in any other way? Is there? Do you think that in that way could you ever lead yourself down that path? Man, that's a, that's a that's a good question, and I I you know I guess I guess my answer is going to sound like a cop out, but I I don't mean it to be, and that's that I think that it would be disingenuous for me to attempt to put myself in a situation that's so culturally adversarial to where I'm at now. So, in other words. I can sympathize or empathize with that position, but I don't think that I can really get there in right, a way that right. does justice to right. the question right. without, without insulting it. Um, clearly, uh, clearly it resonates, right? Like, cl so clearly there, there are people, in fact, 42% of Muslims um, polled in, in, this, in this research poll that would say, yeah, man, this is like this is a legitimate form of uh, you know, if not protest, a legitimate form of, uh, you know, a military strategy. I, I don't know what else you would call this. Right, but, right. Man, I have to think that that suicide bombing specifically as a tactic, that idea that you're going to strap bombs to your own person and then, you know, swing over to a, a, a bus or a cafe or you know, and, and blow up a, a whole bunch of people who've got fucking nothing to do with this, man, there's something else going on there. It's it's hard not to think that there is. I put myself, I tried to put myself in that position today when I was reading this story thinking, you know, what if I was in that position? And my very first reaction when I, when I read this was, I don't think violence against civilians is ever justified. And then I started thinking about it, you know, maybe if I was on their position, maybe I might have a different opinion. But, um, but I think that, what this leaves out 
And what I think the reason why this is important is there's a there's a level of empathy that you lose when you are a religious zealot. Yeah. There's a level of empathy that you just because you automatically believe that someone deserves what they're getting. We see this all the time with homosexuals in this country, right? We see, you know, you know, if if uh, we don't, we want to judge them and tell them that they're doing wrong and and tell them that they're doing bad things, and we don't really care if bad things happen to them. We don't care if they have rights because they're doing something bad, and it's bad in our eyes, and uh, and we just don't have any sympathy for their situation. The same thing with. Uh, women who want to get an abortion, right? These people think they're doing something awful and evil, and so therefore they don't deserve any sort of uh, any sort of empathy, right? Like empathy for their situation, where you're just like, hey, what if you were, you know, fourteen and pregnant by your dad or something? You know what I mean? Like yeah, we don't, we, right. they can't put themselves there because they automatically think this person is evil. I wonder if there is something to that and religion, you know, like I wonder if religion opens that door a little easier than, uh, than just if you were just secular. Well, okay. So I'm going to just say yes to that. And here's, <laughs> and here's why. And I, but considered a considered yes, because I think what, what religion does is it builds and, 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 uh, fosters and maintains a narrative of the chosen and the infidel. And that narrative is politically exploited, but it has to exist in order for it to be exploited first. And when you have a narrative of the chosen and the infidel, whether as long as you're one of the chosen and they are the infidel, then you can create that barrier. You can create that separation that redefines civilians as enemies, that redefines civilians as the other and as something less than. And then you also throw in the reward component, um, you know, the, the eternal reward, the pleasing of your master, um, all of that sort of nonsensical religious bullshit <clears throat> that, that plays into the idea of like a suicide bombing, of, of martyrdom. Martyrdom doesn't make sense to me. I can't, I cannot make sense no, of martyrdom no, to no, save no, my no, no, fucking no, no. life. Ha, ha, yeah. ha. I, I martyrdom doesn't work, but martyrdom would work if I really, truly, in my heart of hearts, felt that I was going to please a power greater than myself and and build a better eternity for myself and my family. Like if I really thought that was something, Cecil, that that could possibly occur, then martyrdom all of a sudden moves out of the realm of the ridiculous and into the realm of the uh, transcendent. Yeah, and it has to exist within that realm in order for it to be exploited. And I so so I think that they're part and parcel, right? They have you have to have the narrative, you have to have all these pieces in play in order for you know really the power brokers to exploit the vulnerable. And I think that that's generally who these suicide bombers are. Tell you what, if I'm going to blow myself up, it better be a real nice gift basket in heaven. I mean. Uh, <laughs> You know, we're talking Harry and David here. You know what I mean? Like, you better spare no expense. Yeah, none of that cheap waxy chocolate. Oh, God. Like, this is the good stuff. Yeah. Like, this is like, this is like you pick it up and it fucking melts on your finger. Yeah, exactly. You know, like. <laughs> you pick it up and it's virginal, you know? <laughs> and none of that fucking white chocolate, because that's oh, fucking liar's that's, chocolate. That is the worst shit ever. God. I'm here to be trained. I'm here for an education. I'm willing, God. I'm willing, God. I'll 
do what you want me to do. I'll say what you want me to say. In Jesus' name. So this story comes from the Friendly Atheist blog. Child abuse at Christian boot camps exposed after survivors speak out. Um, this is a story that also um, is kind of coinciding with a uh, movie that's coming out or is out rather called Kidnapped for Christ. Jesus. I know, man. Um, it's a movie we'll probably see or at least I'll see. Um, and uh, God, if I can stomach it, I'll report on it, I guess, or we can talk about it. I also watched Cecil, that God Loves Uganda movie not that long ago. Yeah. So, like, if you just want to, like, hate your life, you could do, like, a double feature of this movie <laughs> and that movie and then <laughs> and just serve sit. it up with some razor blades afterwards. Yeah, right. Just And then fucking finish it off with a little fucking dessert of Jesus camp, and oh, then you geez. can just fucking rock back and forth, <laughs> having lost all hope for humanity. <laughs> Um, but this is basically the Kidnap for Christ is basically um, a, a, a story or an expose documentary, what have you, um, about survivors of these uh, church camps. These church camps are not like happy-go-lucky, you know, fun times in the woods. This is like ship your kids off to the Dominican Republic. Maybe you'll see them in 18 months um, where they're terribly abused. Um, during their stay, um, sexually exploited, so on and so forth. It's all the shit you think that would happen to them. Like if you were a rational, cynical human being in 2014. It's like a boot camp from what I saw. Like it looked like there was just like really strict disciplinarians making them fucking put their nose in a corner and then make them do push-ups and run and be just like try to fucking... I don't know, CrossFit the gay out of them or something. I don't even, I don't even know what you, I don't, I, like, I, I seriously have no idea how that works. In my opinion, that would make them more gay, right? I know. Be like, they're I'm just more fit. fitter, they're hotter bodies. I'm just, I'm just, I fucking look at my muscular body. I'm going to the club. You know what I mean? Like, I don't even, I can't even figure out how that even works. The thing, the thing that always resonates with this shit, with these people who, you know, have a kid. And then they, they, their kid has gay tendencies and they're just like, fucking, I will let someone kidnap my child. Like, these are people who just think that they can make a new kid. They don't, and they think yeah, they own their right. kids, right? Anybody who thinks that a child is not an, an autonomous creature, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't understand human beings. They just don't, understand. I mean, and they probably shouldn't be parents, right? I can't imagine that it's a good idea to be like, oh, well, yeah, I just fucking, I made him, and now he just does whatever I say, and if he doesn't, I beat him repeatedly. It's like, fucking every kid is Igor. <laughs> <laughs> well, they end up with a hunchback after having to carry all they this do, shit everywhere. Yeah. You know, the, the, you bring up a good point about owning your kid, right? Because that's, I mean, that's part, that's a big part of what this comes down to, because you can't. You can't treat somebody as a full and autonomous human being and still ship them off to a camp. You you have to take a look at this. Like you re you read through the article, and you know a lot of the um, a lot of the so called counselors are untrained young people, also teenagers or early twenty somethings. Um, and I I just like I I look at this and I think, man, maybe I'm a big sucker. Maybe I'm a big fucking softy, and that's probably the case. But I simply cannot imagine being like, well, I'm not going to see my kid for a fucking year, year and a half. He's in the hands of a bunch of untrained people in a different country. Hopefully he'll come back and everything will be good. I don't see yeah, what could go, what well could go wrong. Yeah, more well-adjusted. And, you know, the thing is, is like, okay, so here's what I'm going to do. 
I'm going to have some people break into our house and kidnap you. Like literally, I'm not even kidding when I say kidnap. I'm not saying like fucking, I'm not using that as hyperbole. I'm using that as a literal term. They're going to come in, they're going to throw a belt around you and they're going to drag you out and they're going to drag you out of this country. I'm going to be complicit in this. Then you're going to go to a very difficult area where you're essentially going to be in a fucking gulag where you're going to have to do hard time for 18 months. They're going to make you do push-ups. They're going to make you fucking eat gruel. And they're going to make you hate your fucking life. And when you come back, you're going to give me a hug? I know. Like, like that's going to fix our relationship? Oh, hey, uh, Cecil, did you see what I got you for your birthday? Trauma! (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, boy. And for Christmas, it's PTSD. Oh, no you kidding. shouldn't have, Dad. You're the worst parent ever. No, really, Dad, you shouldn't have. <laughs> be, no, I mean, you really fucking shouldn't have. It'd be like saying, oh, hey, what are we doing for Mom for Mother's Day? Oh, it's going to be great. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to wake her up. We're going to make her breakfast in bed. And then I'm going to hit her with this aluminum baseball bat in the face. And then I'm going to execute all her kids in front of her. Right. <laughs> oh, you know, we're going to, you know, for Easter, we're going to buy all the kids cute little rabbits. And then I'm going to stomp them to death right yeah. in front of the kids. <laughs> <laughs> Won't they love me? One of the Christmas presents this year is going to be an IED, kids. <laughs> Isn't that exciting? <laughs> and for St. Patrick's Day, we're going to find a midget, dress him in green, and beat him to death in the backyard. <laughs> and if we can't find a midget, we're going to use your little brother. It is altogether right to discriminate against homosexual behavior. So this story comes from Right Wing Watch. Janet Parshall says Satan is behind the opposition to ex-gay therapy. Yes, Satan. Satan is always behind the opposition to horrible shit, Cecil. (laughs) You would think Satan would be its cheerleader. Satan's just like, "Ah, I oppose... Wait a minute. I oppose the opposition to ex-gay. I can't. There's too many double negatives. I can't. <laughs> can't, he just be, can't he just be like, man, you know what? I, I really kind of like this stuff. It, 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 it really goes out of its way to damage people, and I love damage as much as possible. Can I just say what I'm for? Yeah. <laughs> Why do let's, I have to be against so many things? Let's play. We have a couple three minutes, like three minutes worth of clips. Um down to play. These are three different clips from this person. This is from a radio show, Janet Partial's radio show, and uh, she's talking about Satan and uh, ex-gay therapy. They help men and women leave the homosexual lifestyle. Why? Because they would rather obey God than meet selfish desires. Okay, is that too strong for you? Well, we'll, we'll, we'll let's just start the conversation there then. And thank you so much. And obviously, we're going to go to this reparative therapy. I, I take umbrage with this. A part of me isn't surprised because it's a sin-sick fallen world. And anytime Satan can try to trample underfoot the truth that, that is the cross, he'll do it, including telling people that they can't change. You, however, are my expert witness because you changed as did I. So that really should be the end of the discussion. But nope, some people want to make sure that not only is this not true, but as you heard in that report, Anne, you just might get suicidal if somebody tries to change you. My anecdote is the end of this discussion. Yeah. <laughs> My personal anecdote ends your experience, Cecil. Yeah. <laughs> My anecdote invalidates the entirety of a lifetime or of yeah. millions of lifetimes. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, and you know, the thing is, is like, like sex sexuality is a continuum so you know you might be uh you might be bisexual and 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 repress that part of you 
the thing is, is like, just because it can doesn't mean you should force it to, you know? <laughs> Some people are double-jointed. That doesn't mean we should walk around fucking tearing people's arms off, you well, know? It's, it's like when they used to take kids that were left-handed and, like, yeah. force them to write with their right hand, and every time they pick something up with their left, they, you know, they'd fucking hit them and all that nonsense. I mean, they tried yeah. to try to force people who are left-handed to become right-handed. It's just just means they're fucking clumsy all the time. Like, that's all you did. Like, you didn't make a right-handed person. You made a miserable right-handed person. Exactly, yeah. A right, um, an uncoordinated, miserable right-handed right. person. All right, there's a couple more of these. So what do we have here? We have a machine. A machine that has an end goal in mind to ban care because once you're gay, you cannot be allowed to change, period. Yeah. Is it abuse? I think they're abusing these kids. And when I, I I'm very emphatic here. <laughs> I hope you can hang on with me, but um, the reason why I'm so emphatic is basically what is the, the governments are now turning towards sacrificing our youth to HIV, AIDS, syphilis, and gonorrhea. What? Uh, here's, here's, here's what you should do then. Since your kid can change from being gay, if you have a black kid, you should put him in somewhere to train him not to be black. No, I'm sure put, that would work just yeah, as well. Yeah, you should put him yeah. somewhere to be white. Or if you have a girl, you should train him to be a boy. That's what you should do, right? Or if they're tall, you should train them to be short. That's how I think that those are the things. You know, it's like it's like, "Oh, you're you're you, you, uh, you know, how come you can't change?" It's like, "Well, the fucking there's some things that you can't change, right? There's some things that people can. I know I can't. I know I don't care how many fucking reparative therapies you put me through, I wouldn't be gay. Like I just would be like, um, I'm not a gay guy. Yeah, right. Like, I don't care how many fucking videos you show me of dudes doing it. I'm not gay, and it's not going to turn me on. And I don't care how many times, you know, you sit me in a room and tell me Jesus hates me unless I'm fucking bobbing on the dick. Like, I don't, it would not change my mind. I would be like, yeah, I'm still going to be straight. I don't care what you put in front of me. I don't care how fucking clockwork orangey you get. It's still not going to make me, you know, be repulsed by straight sex because I'm, you know, because I'm a straight guy and I'm turned on by straight sex. So there's nothing you could do to change that. I just don't understand. You know, I just don't understand how these people can't put themselves in that position. Right? We were talking about empathy earlier. Just put yourself in that position. Just say, okay, what if there was a fucking gay therapy that took like X straight therapy? What if there was something like that? How would I fare in that? What would, would that change how I think? Would I be able to walk in and just be like... Suddenly, I fucking love the rainbow. I, I want to seize on a couple of things here. So the the first is like you said, like you play pray away, you know, being being black. I'd like to see you pray away one freckle. Like just yeah. get rid of a like you don't have to even turn your whole skin color or change your gender. If you can pray a single freckle off of your body, then we can at least maybe start to have part of a conversation. But you can't even do that. Like you can't even pray away something so insignificant as a freckle. It can't be done. You can't sit in a room and just come out like, oh, look, I got rid of that fucking freckle. You can't. These things about ourselves are just part of our physicality. They're part of our they're part of our nature. Um, and she says in this thing, she's like, you know, it's the selfish desire. It's like, motherfucker, it's not a selfish desire to want to have a meaningful sexual relationship with another human being. Like that is, you know, the only time it's fucking selfish is when it doesn't conform to somebody else's notions of what a proper sexual relationship is like, right? All of a sudden, it's like, dude likes having sex with a woman missionary style? All good. Dude likes having sex with a dude? Selfish dude. 
Yep. What? Why? Yep. What's? How is it more selfish? Like what? What part of that is less altruistic? Like if you're going to use that word, like oh, it's a selfish desire, and I know what they're saying, right? That you're you're fucking thumbing your nose at God in order to get your rocks off, <clears throat> and so therefore it's selfish. Well, it's like. Well, it doesn't – I mean, first of all, you have to believe that whole God nonsense. And clearly enough people do and are guilted, Cecil, into having like heterosexual relationships even though their proclivity is toward homosexuality. We know that that's true. Like we've heard stories of people that, you know, have kids and get married and all that kind of good stuff. And, you know, turns out they're gay the whole time, but they just – they just play the part. They play the acting. They play the role because the pressure is so intense on them to conform. That's not like you didn't help somebody lead a better life. You helped somebody lead a fucking horrible life. And not only that, you fucking probably made them have a shitty fucking life with their spouse and a shitty fucking life with their kids. Like, you're not just fucking with these people. You're fucking with whole families doing this. You know, um... There's another clip here that I think will answer a little bit of the question of being selfish. So let me play this last one. Uh, if somebody's overcoming anything in their life, they have the choice to continue to overcome it or to go back to their old ways. Everybody has that choice. It's no mm-hmm. different here. Um, you know, when it comes to overeating, I can I can get that under control. I can actually become, you know, the size my body was meant to be. Um, or I can feed it more and more and more and more and get to that 700-pound stage, right? I mean, that that is unfortunately humanly possible. Um, so what is it? That's food. That's just food. <laughs> if we is. take that and apply it to something like uh, drug addiction, it's much harder, according to the stats, to overcome drug addiction than it is to leave behind homosexuality. And what does that even mean? I don't know. I don't know. And isn't there a reason for that? Like, well, it's harder to overcome a drug addiction than to overcome sexuality. Well, okay. What's your point? Like, how do how do they relate? Well, how do they how do those two things correlate in a way that makes that a cogent comparison? What they're talking about is gluttony, right? Like, that's all they're t- that they're, it's one of those fucking seven deadly sin fucking switcheroos. You know what right. I mean? Where they're just like, right. it's gluttony. It's all gluttony. Whether you're doing drugs or you're doing something else or you're doing anything to excess, it's gluttony. Well, suddenly, you know, what they're saying is, well, this, this uh, homosexual sex has an allure to these people and they're gluttonous about it. And it's just like, well, those are two things that don't make any sense. You know, first off, you're saying that it's enjoyable somehow. You're saying that, like, you know, having gay sex when you're evidently straight is more enjoyable than having straight sex, I guess. I didn't like it doesn't even make any sense. It doesn't like none of the things you're saying make sense because all you want to do is just make sure you demonize it as much as possible. So if you can't demonize it in one way, you'll fucking you'll go back to the seven deadly sins and just be like, well, it's fucking gluttonous. It's just it's just being an awful. You're just you're just a, a sad, awful person if you're having gay sex. When it's funny to treat it like a temptation, you know, yeah. like cake, right? Like, yeah. oh, man, it's just like a piece of cake. It's like, yeah, except for most people like cake and about 2 to 3% of the population is gay. So it's not at all like <laughs> cake. Because I'll tell you what, if you put cake in a room, if you put 100 people in a room and a cake and said, how many of you like cake? you probably get 97 hands in the air, man. Right. If you put fucking 100 dudes in a room and said, how many of you guys like having sex with dudes? It's not like all of a sudden it's like, well, I'm kind of tempted. It's like a cake. You know, I mean, is his, are his pants off? Because if his pants are off, I'll fuck him. 
I'm kind of tempted. Yeah. No, most people just aren't tempted. Like, fucking naked dudes aren't cake. I don't know how else to... The idea that, you know, you're a young 18-year-old kid, you're wanting to have sex essentially all the time. Well, other guys are wanting to have sex too, so why aren't there more hookups? Right. When you're that age, you just be like, well, there's no women around. Fuck, dude, you want to fuck? <laughs> right. If it, it was went, like that. Yeah, if it was like that, right. wouldn't there just be tons of who would just be like, you know, because I mean, what are you going to do? You're going to go home later and beat off anyway. Well, why not just get with a dude, right? Right. I mean, it's just fucking, hey, we could both get off. But instead, it's just like, like, it's only select people. Well, yeah. the reason why is because they're fucking gay. I know. <laughs> like, what the fuck? I know. It's so fucking funny. The best part is when when clearly gay people are making this argument, right? Because for them, it is a temptation. Yeah. Like, yeah, for no, them, they true, are yeah. struggling yep. with it the same way that you would struggle yep. not to overeat or not yep. to fucking shoot heroin or something. Because it's something they genuinely want. And they're then projecting that, that desire that they have and the struggle that they have to live a lie, right? to repress their sexual desires and to try to manufacture sexual desires for a whole gender they're not genuinely attracted to. And this whole fucking convoluted bullshit that they have to do, and they're then projecting that like, man, don't you see how fucked up the world is? Yeah. (laughs) What are you talking about? You are like, they're like, it's a sick fallen world. Like, nope, it's really not. Yeah. You're just fucking it up. Hey there, how's it going? I saw your sign. Okay. And I'm here for my stoning. I'm 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 a lesbian. You guys are gonna stone me? So this story comes from Right Wing Watch. Uh, Peter LaBarbara says doctors who perform sex reassignment surgery should be imprisoned. Uh, evidently, Cecil, there's something called the Janet Mefford show. Yeah, we talked about this. Before. Yeah, I know. <laughs> And Peter LaBarbera was on it. Now, he, Peter LaBarbera represents Americans for Truth About Homosexuality. Because that's evidently what? required. I know, that's the name of his organization. Pretty snazzy name. Pretty good, I mean, really well, sweet nomenclature. Do you want to hear everybody. what the truth is? Let's listen to what Let's the truth it. is. Okay. Let's hear it. Can you imagine taxpayers having to provide these awful, and I can't even talk about them on air. I mean, no. this is one of the most grotesque things. Basically, I, I have seen firsthand, though, because of the work that I do, I have seen healthy young girls in their 20s with their healthy breasts removed, Janet, to appear like men. Now, mm. imagine that. I saw that on stage at a, at a, a so-called uh, you know, transgender conference a long time ago. Um, this was in D.C., Wait, they did it on stage? On stage? <laughs> Jesus, was the place, was it like one of those auditoriums where they do surgery? I'm, like, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> well, they call it a surgical theater for a reason. Yeah. Well, yeah. hope nobody dropped a junior mint in there. <laughs> and it was just shocking to me, and it just seemed so, it, I almost felt like these doctors who perform these operations, this should be illegal. Mm. These guys need, need to go to jail. I mean, this is, this is almost a... Well, good thing you're not in charge. Right? <laughs> Good thing no. you're not in charge of anything except for this conference call. This is almost the, the, the most analogous thing to the abortionist on that issue that I can think of. Awesome. These doctors exploiting these gender-confused individuals and making money off them. Imagine a woman in her 20s who thinks she's really she wants to be a man so she doesn't want her breasts and to have them removed. Isn't that awful? And, mm-hmm. and to, to pay for it uh, as taxpayers? Shocking. He just wants to keep them. That's the problem, Cecil. He's just mad that they're getting their breasts removed and they're not sending them to him. Yeah. (laughs) He's just like, isn't that just awful? They're getting those beautiful, perky little boobs removed, and I don't get any of those. 
Yeah. If they could just, in fact, if you could just mail your boobs to Peter LaBarbera yeah. at <laughs> Americans for Truth About Homosexuality. Oh, who am I kidding? I'm not going to touch boobs. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> um, you know, I, one of those things that, that really drives me nuts is where, where they talk about, um, he talks about how he just like, like just throws in like, and it's like the abortionists. And you're like, what? Is that like a fucking, is that a band name? Like, what is that? That would be a great band name, actually. <laughs> we are the abortionists. That would be a good band name. Yeah, I, I don't know. Hello, I don't know, Central I don't know if you sell, I don't know if you could sell your tickets to Ticketmaster, but other than that, I think it'd be pretty good. Um, yeah, but, you know, you just throw that in there out of nowhere. And then there's, you know, he even says a word in there, a, a phrase in there that I think really does sort of say that, you know, Gender is is very it can be malleable. He says gender confused. What does that mean? What does that mean to him? Because that means something totally different to me. When I hear gender confused, I think, well, you know, this person clearly has way like they want to go out of their way to express themselves in different ways to see which which sort of gender really fits them. If that's if the, if this is what this guy thinks, then. Then what? Like, wh- why is this such a crime if people are, you know, making this change to their own body? Yeah, that's the thing. He doesn't. He doesn't really. I was going to seize on that myself because that's something that he doesn't. He never. He doesn't explore that. Right. He's just. He's appalled that these women are getting their breasts cut off, and that's what he keeps focusing on. Um, so he's appalled that these women are getting their breasts cut off. But then he, in the same breath, he's talking about how these women see themselves as men. And want to be men, and so they have this surgery. And I'm thinking, well, then who's harmed? Like, why is it any fucking business of yours? Like, what 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 possible repercussions does this have that we should make this illegal? Like, how is this a social ill? It'd be like picketing a tattoo parlor, right? Like, you know? oh man, look at she's getting a fucking butterfly on her ankle, and she's gonna regret that. So we should fucking jail the tattoo artist. What? What the fuck do you care if they if they you know if, if she thinks she's a man and she identifies with being a man and she does not want her breasts any longer. Do you think that that's a decision somebody comes to like on a I whim? know I know as like, if you could show up and just be like, oh, uh, fuck, what was I going to do today? Uh, I'm out of wheat thins. Oh, cut off my breasts. Yeah. That's right. I'm cutting off my it- they treat it like getting fucking tickets to the architectural tour in Chicago. Right. You're know, just like, what do you want to do this afternoon? I don't know. Cut my fucking balls off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's gone through my mind right. a million times. I just haven't had the opportunity to do it. You know, I'm, I'm going to go fill up the car. I'm going to go shopping. I might, you know, I don't know. I might just go for a walk on the river walk. And later on, I'm going to put my balls in a vice and saw them off. <laughs> you fucking idiot. It, 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 it totally neglects the totality of the medical care that's involved I in know, sex right? uh, reassignment yeah. and gender reassignment. And, and well, also surgeries. the psychiatric stuff that goes into that right. too, right? Yeah, right. yeah. There's a tremendous amount of care both before and after um, that's part and parcel of this. He makes it sound like you show up one day and you're like, "Cut off my boobies," yeah. and they're just like, "No problem." <laughs> like like when you go, like when you go to the doctor, they just have like a fucking mastectomy guillotine right. you just stick it in there and just like tonk okay we're just gonna sew you up over you're good it's like a roto zip yeah <laughs> 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 
Next. It's like the old Civil War photos uh, with like piles of legs. <laughs> it's just piles of boobs. I would dive into that. I don't care how bloody it is. <laughs> I would stuff a pillowcase. <laughs> That's morbid as shit, but awesome. <laughs> I was like sleeping on a pile of boobs. <laughs> I've never gotten such a good night's sleep. <laughs> What's your boob number? <laughs> it's the boob number bed. It's how many you have stuffed in there. Oh, well, they're good awesome. for about three days. <laughs> you gotta swap them. I gotta hermetically seal that oh, shit. shit. Oh, that fucking bed'll stank. <laughs> so we're gonna take a short break, give you some information on how to contact the show how to donate to us through Patreon, and we'll be back right after this. Want to contact the guys? Go to DissonancePod.com to get links to their Google+, Facebook, and Twitter accounts. If you want to contact them directly, send an email to dissonance.podcast at gmail.com. Or you can call and leave a message at 740-74-DOUBT. That's 740-743-6828. Do you want to support the show? Go to patreon.com. That's P A T R E O N.com forward slash dissonance pod. Or click the link on the podcast homepage and you can donate to the production of Cognitive Dissonance on a per episode basis. If you can't spare any money, take a second to give us a five star review on iTunes or Stitcher or spread the word about the show. We want to send a big heartfelt glory hole to all the patrons and people who rate us. You fucking rock. So this story comes from the Raw story. Michelle Bachman rears her extraordinarily ugly head. Uh, Michelle Bachman calls igno- uh, ignorant immigrant children invaders and compares them to rapists. Um, outgoing, thankfully, Representative Michelle Bachman uh, fucking just went cuckoo talking about the uh, uh, undocumented immigrants arriving in the United States from Central America. Um, she referred to them, Cecil, as invaders. Um, I think she wanted to hide behind a shield and shoot them down. They wear gladiator arcades. armor when they cross the border. <laughs> the they actually, kids. yeah, well, they ha- they have to. They drink, you know, a couple Powerades and then they run across in gladiator, like, skirts. <laughs> that's, that's, that's how, I mean, that's how it works. I don't know if you saw. Look, man, I'm just, I'm just telling you what I've seen down there. And they have cantaloupe-sized Calves they do have cantaloupe-sized. I mean, that's uh, how they can run so because they're all drug runners. <laughs> they, just, they carry, they carry the drugs. Wasn't it seventy-five pounds of marijuana? They seventy-five carried? pounds of marijuana. Yeah, it's and like they the, have calves the size of cantaloupes. So <laughs> cantaloupe. Look at those cantaloupe-calved children <laughs> coming into our country with their marijuanas. How dare <laughs> the, they? The, stop spreading they. the reefers. So she was on crossfire, which means we can't use the audio. Yeah. Because it basically just means people yelled at each other and yelled over one another. Yelled <laughs> fucked over. If you want to listen to people talk over each other, just listen to us. Right. There you go. Um, I don't want to say it's better than Crossfire, but it's more it's, yeah. free. <laughs> it's more immediate. <laughs> it's more, it's less commercially interrupted. Yeah, Let's that's put true. it that way. Um, but then she goes on to fucking try to draw a correlation between the immigrant children that are coming over. Um, and she says, my heart is broken for a female college student in Minnesota who was raped, murdered, and mutilated by a foreign national who came into our country. 
And then she goes on, we had a school bus full of kids in Minnesota. Four children were killed on that bus because an illegal alien driving a van went into that school bus. Um, so basically, like, what she's basically saying, like, all foreign nationals can be lumped into one category. And if one of them does something bad, they are all equally responsible and equally culpable or likely to become culpable later for the crimes of previous parties. Admittedly, I do all that with Republicans. So, <laughs> I mean, I can't, I can't really falter for this. Um, one sin of one Republican is the sin of the whole party, I guess. Right. Uh, you know, one of the things that she says here, and I just, you know, I just think that, you know, how eloquent. My tears are crying for the family <laughs> members. <laughs> Like you if, got your to first. if your tears are crying, your face must be really wet. Like that's, I mean, it's just like when your tears are crying, man, I mean, your whole face is just pouring water. It's, it's fucking, it, your tears are so fucking meta yeah. at that point. <laughs> <laughs> you have like hipster tears, you know? I can't imagine being so sad that my tears were like, oh, fuck this, more tears. Yeah. <laughs> We're not sad enough. Boys, bring in the big guns. Your fucking tears are like the, uh, the Mickey Mouse with the bucket. You know, like where he's yeah. like going to the well and like breaks up the, <laughs> the you know, like the, the, broom, the brooms. The, broom, yeah. the brooms and the buckets. Your tears are just like a never ending yeah. cascade. You just dun, walk around like, what happened to you? You know, one of the things that happens in in that they do all the time is is the opposite of what we were talking about earlier. We're talking about empathy, right? We're talking about, I mean, this is sort of like the theme of the show. We were talking about empathy before. And what they do is the opposite. They seize on if somebody is does a bad thing, immediately everyone is bad, right? But instead of thinking of like, well, if we deport fucking this dude who's just, you know, fucking making barely no money, just trying to, you know, survive in America. If we deport him, his family's basically stuck here without a, a provider. They don't think about that end, right? They only think about right. the, the one end that fits their narrative about how these people are awful human beings. Well, you know, there's plenty of people who, I mean, first off, there's plenty of people being deported. So don't think that like they just show up and there's like a revolving door and there's no way to go out because we're fucking shipping. We've shipped 4 million back since Obama's taken office and they were shipping a bunch back when Bush was in a, we ship them back all the fucking time. So people are like, Oh man, they just come in and they just fucking no, they don't because yeah, I mean, I'm sure they do, but once they get, you know, a, like there's times, there's times when they just get caught for like a traffic citation and then they're just fucking you're gone. Right. You go to a, de you go to a detention center. They spend about six months there getting a trial and then, out, you're gone. You get you put on a plane and you go back to your fucking country. And a lot of times these people don't understand what's happening to them and they're isolated from their families. And they, you know, we're essentially detaining them for living here. You know, I mean, clearly they're breaking the law, but at the same time, they're, you know, most of these people are only breaking the law in the sense that they're here. They're not breaking the law like fucking, I just skinned fucking six people, you know, and I'm wearing their fucking face on my face. You know, these are just, you know, yeah. Do you get ne'er-do-wells who cross the border along with regular people? Yeah, absolutely. But that just means you should fucking reform fucking immigration so you can fucking vet the people better. You know, when you just have no immigration, you're just like, nope, sorry, you guys all get, you know, if you can fucking catapult yourself into this country somehow, then we'll let you stay. You know, instead it's just like, we, you know, we just we have no immigration uh, 
with the southern border. So instead, it's just like, well, if you can make it over here, you stay. Well, if you don't give yourself the opportunity to vet these people, it's your own fucking fault. And isn't isn't this idea that, like, you know, we blame the group for the sins of, you know, one or two of the members of the group? The one you're picking. Right. Right. Yeah. So. But wouldn't I mean, wouldn't the logic work the other way, too, though? Like, wouldn't you be able to say, like, wow, like, let's find a story where, you know, like a foreign national came over to the country and did something great, you know, like pulled somebody out of a burning car. Like, are they all now equally responsible for heroism? They're all heroic. Right. You know, I mean, wouldn't it? That's that's equally absurd. Right. Right. It's just that we do one and not the other because one plays into the narrative of fear, like one builds on the fear mongering and one serves a political purpose and the other just sounds fucking ridiculous. Well, the truth is they both sound ridiculous. Um, it's just that we're not giving both of them both sides of that same logical argument equal, equal coinage. Um, and, and the idea is to make people afraid of foreigners, right? To draw, again, it's, it's like just like the other story. It's like to draw a line, to create a barrier, to make a difference between, between us and them. These are just kids. Like, these are just fucking children. And I'm not necessarily saying, like, <clears throat> anybody who crosses the border should just automatically be given a free pass. Like, like you said, like, you have to have a system that actually makes some sense. You know, you have to have a system where we acknowledge the truth of our labor market, right? And the truth of our labor market as Americans is and has always been built on the back of immigrant labor that gets paid less than a minimum or even living wage. You know, we did it with we did it with slavery, we did it with the Chinese, we did it with the Irish, we did it with the Germans, we did it now, you know, now we're doing it with the Mexicans, you know, primarily and and folks from uh, Central America. This is the truth of the economic labor system that this country has built on. And but we try to hide it like we try to pretend that that's not true. We try to pretend that meatpacking plants and construction jobs and migrant farm workers, you know, that all of these goods and services that we avail ourselves of at fucking rock bottom prices. I mean, how the fuck is it I can go buy bananas for twenty nine cents a pound? It doesn't even make sense. They're fucking shipped in from another country like it like. So much of this, so much of our systems are built on the backs of of these kinds of workers and we don't acknowledge it and we don't give them a path to citizenship because if we do, we have to say, yeah, we've been kind of exploiting you like slaves. Right, right. That's exactly it. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. This This story comes from the raw story. Pat Robertson tells mother... Your son's stomach pains are caused by a witch ancestor. Now he's just making shit up. I like that it's a witch. Wait, witch ancestor? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get this. Let's let's actually play Patty Pat. All right. All right. Tough From love there. All right. Club. Diane writes, my son heard sounds that sent painful shockwaves through his body as I was praying for him, and I called on the name of Jesus. My son said it felt like something hit him very hard in the stomach. I know this is not of God. He's a Christian. Can Christians be attacked by demons? Uh, he could be attacked by demons, and he might be uh, oppressed or possessed by demons. I don't know anything about you. I don't know his faith. I don't know his... But it sounds like that child has there's something in the influence. And 
uh, you need to get somebody with you who understands the spiritual dimension and doing uh, spiritual warfare. But you don't want some quack in there that's casting out non-existent demons. No, you wait, want wait, what? Wait, what? What is that? What does Pat Robertson only practice evidence-based spiritual warfare? <laughs> You wouldn't want to have just any. Look, you got to right. get somebody who's fucking <laughs> ASE certified to remove. <laughs> you can't just have somebody show up like, oh, I'm just, you know, your local occult <laughs> wizard. <laughs> are you kidding me? Like, wait, they just show up and be like, uh, are you certified? I know how to play Magic the Gathering, so like, I feel like. <laughs> when you ask for their credentials, they pull out like a like a whole keychain full of shrunken heads. They're just like. <laughs> Yeah, man, I'm good. I know all about hey, this shit. Hey, this luggy rabbit's foot didn't attach itself to my keys on its own. <laughs> so I think uh, you owe me an apology there, buddy. All right, there's a little more. But at the same time, you need to look back. And I, if I were to look back at your family, what in your family? Do you have anybody involved in the occult, somebody in witchcraft or tarot cards or psychic things? Uh, has there something been there that uh, you don't know about, some grandparent, great-grandparent or something? Look into the family tree and then get some people in there and cast this stuff out. But th th that does not sound like uh, <laughs> Well, I wonder what hit him in the stomach time. I wonder if he got hit by the gay. I, it may have I been. If, Either yeah. that or it's fucking appendicitis. Yeah. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, here's this fucking <laughs> oh, kid who's going to be like, Mom, Mom, Don't it has nothing that. to do with you Don't praying. I've got a fucking terrible oh. disease. Gosh. My organs are rupturing. Will you still, will you stop talking about fucking dead great uncle fucking Milton's Ouija board? <laughs> you know, you were talking about it a couple weeks ago. About, you know, you couldn't imagine if somebody lost their keys and walking around casting the devil out, right? Could you imagine if you were just like, Mom, my fucking stomach hurts? And she's just like, in the name of Jesus! <laughs> like, I would be... I'd be on the next train out of town, man. Well, I, I mean, you're better off in foster care. Yeah, dude, you're, you're better off fucking living under a bridge. <laughs> like eating off, pigeons. You're better off shooting heroin and selling your body for sex. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you're just better off. I, I honestly can't even imagine having a family member like that. Yeah. I, what would you do? Like, how could you even be civil to somebody like that? <laughs> I would. It would be a hard time not slapping them in the face. You know, like you're, you're at the shit. fucking family picnic and somebody's like, oh, is this coleslaw taste a little? Devil, get out of my coleslaw. Get out. <laughs> you're like, no, I was going to say like it has too much vinegar, but. You know, demons are good, too. Yeah, no, no, that's fine, yeah. I guess. Or maybe a purple onion, you know. Jesus. I mean, one or the other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is the demon of indigestion. <laughs> I cast you out by the power of Maalox. <laughs> like, wait. Tom, do you want to play a game? Give me a couple names. Why don't you give me four names in a row? All right. Uh, Darth Vader. Darth Vader? Darth, no, it's going to be Veda now. V -A -D -A. Darth Vader. <laughs> Darth Vader. It's Darth Vader. Um, Madonna. Madonna. Bilbo Baggins. <laughs> Bilbo Baggins. Uh, and uh, let's go Frodo. Frodo. Yeah. We're sticking to a theme here. All right. Give me a noun. Biscuits. Oh, I like biscuits. I'm a fucking huge fan. All right. How about a verb? Crunch. A plural noun? Potatoes. A uh, regular noun. Let's go with train. How about a nationality? Eskimo. I like the Eskimos. <laughs> can we use <laughs> can we use Inuit instead? 
<laughs> a verb. Punt. Oh, but a, a past participle. So I think that's the that's the ed. I don't know. Uh, flung. Can I do flung? Sure, I guess. All right. Liquid. Garbage juice. You like your garbage juice. I do like garbage. It's the grossest thing I can think of. <laughs> Name. Slenderman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Two liquids. Uh, let's go with uh, moonshine and uh, fluid flux. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> fluid flux. Uh, uh, whatever. Four adjectives. Let's go with. Um, I'm going to start with a color. I'm going to go with red. Then I'm going to go with broken. Then we'll go with uh, maimed. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, you need four? Four. Uh, let's go red, broken, maimed. I need another good adjective. Uh, Juicy. Juicy. I like juicy. We'll, we'll go with juicy. Uh, nationality. French. And finally, a last. the last is a name. Uh, let's go with uh, Sting. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I like that both Madonna and Sting. Yeah, well, we're kicking it back. You know, it's some old school shit. We're dating we're ourselves here, Cecil. It's awesome. Then Darth Vader said to Madonna and his sons Bilbo Baggins and Frodo Baggins, do not let your biscuits become unkempt and do not crunch your potatoes or you will die and the Lord will be angry with the whole train. But your relatives, all the Inuit, may punt for those uh, for those the Lord has flung by fire. <laughs> Do not leave the entrance to the tent of meeting or you will die because the Lord's anointing garbage juices on you. <laughs> so they did as Moses said. Then the Lord said to Slenderman, <laughs> you and your sons are not to drink moonshine or fermented fluid flex whenever you go to the tent of meeting or you will die. This is a lasting ordinance for the generations to come so that you can distinguish between the red and the broken and between the maimed and the juicy. <laughs> and so you can teach the French all the decrees the Lord has given them through Sting. <laughs> that turned out great, actually. We want to thank all our patrons for donating to the show. We thank everyone who's given us money. We specifically want to thank the new patrons this week, D, Matthew, Shane, Eric, Jesse, Valerie, James, Ian, and Dr. H. Thank you very much. Your hard-earned dollars go a long way to making sure the podcast is possible. So thank you. We're going to end tonight with the Hillbilly Skeptics Creed. This was sent in by Nick. So... Uh, at the end of the show, be sure to stick around for the Skeptics Creed. Um, Nick put some time in into it when we think it's funny. We got a message from Danielle, uh, Tom. This is a just a thank you message. Yeah, this was an interesting message from Daniel. Um, so she she says, you know, as a thank you, um, she said she still believes in her faith. Uh, so she's not an atheist. I can't imagine anybody who's not an atheist listening to that show. Um, I honestly can't imagine anybody who is an atheist yeah. listening to this show, though. <laughs> hey, yeah. Um, but uh, she also says she can't get behind any religion she's been exposed to, so she's not comfortable calling herself Catholic or even Christian. 
Um, and then, uh, you know, as she's as she's going on, Cecil, I think we're we're doing some significant damage to her faith. And I, I feel like as long as we can do that, um, then we're doing maybe some I, I want to say some good in the world. But that strikes me as perhaps. Yeah. Not I'll true. just I'll just say we're doing God's work. That's how about all. psychological yeah. damage? <laughs> Little psychological damage never hurt anyone. So we should apologize, yeah. Danny. We're very sorry. We got a we got a message. Uh, this is from Howard, and Howard sent a message in about um, Steve Harvey. And Tom, you should read part of this because this is really funny. Yes, yeah, it's so weird. So Steve Harvey evidently has like a relationship show where he teaches women. Um, how to get a man by basically tricking them and then talks down to women from a position of religion. Um, and the black church, he says, is notorious for normalizing dysfunction. And with uh, Steve Harvey, it's no different. He says he listened to Steve Harvey on his morning radio show, Shame a Reality Star, that came out with a sex tape for selling her body, only to end his speech by essentially comparing her vagina to pearls <laughs> found deep in the ocean. <laughs> what the what? And saying that she and other women should want men to work to get that treasure. <laughs> wow. And I guess Steve Harvey's been divorced three times. Uh, well, so they... he's no stranger to the work. <laughs> Are there pearls and clams? I didn't know. Oh, nicely done, <laughs> sir. Nicely done. I don't know, but there's a little man in a boat. So. <laughs> Uh, oh, so we fuck. got a message from Kate. Another thing you're going to have to read here. This is about David uh, Ike. Uh, we were talking about him with Bob Blaskowitz. Super, super weird. So uh, Kate sent over this message basically saying that, you know, her brother has some strong conspiracy theory leanings. Um, she says David Ike ties all of the conspiracies together very nicely. Um all the supernatural things in every holy book are actually referencing Ike's human-reptilian hybrids who were interpreted differently by different cultures. The reptilians seeded our planet, creating life on Earth. They built the pyramids, enslaved ancient humans, and they still control most everything that happens on Earth. They are the Illuminati, the One World Government, the New World Order. All very influential, successful, and wealthy people are actually reptilian hybrids. Barack Obama, the Koch brothers, Beyonce, Brad Pitt. They shot JFK. They made us think the planes hit, this is my favorite, the World Trade Center by projecting holograms into the sky. I don't even, they supply the what? planes with the chemicals that create chemtrails. They put fluoride in our water to keep us obedient. They're responsible for crop circles, UFO sightings. They're still working on getting chips implanted in all of us so they can watch our every move. I would think the chips would be like a fucking piece of cake at this point. Yeah. They've already made it appear that the World Trade Centers existed. <laughs> Then we're hit by, planes, hit by planes and have or been that, knocked down. Or for, that they're not there when they right. actually are there. For 13 years. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, nobody's paid attention. Everybody who's flown by these holograms are that good. You know what? I wonder, too, is like if Brad Pitt really was uh, one of these reptilian people, wouldn't he go to Africa and come back with a bunch of lizards instead of children? <laughs> you know he just mean? shows up. <laughs> adopts a bunch of Komodo dragons he's like and walking around kids. with all these little he's like Komodo. He's like his publicist is also one of the reptilians. He's like, no, no, no. Get human children. <laughs> human children. <laughs> but these other and Brad Pitt's like, oh, do And he like Fuck. smacks himself in the head. Oh, I, I should have thought of that. God. God. I love that. too that like the reptilian hybrids 
what do they have factions where Barack Obama and the Koch brothers hate each other or do they just all play it? Is it like all just like fucking all the world's a stage or something? Uh, right. Yeah. They're just fucking around. That's why I said, like, if you think getting the <clears throat> the implants would be easy because there'd be no political will to push back because all wealthy and influential people yeah. are part of this conspiracy. So I guess they're all part of different conspiracies. If you're all fucking super rich and they fucking basically run everything, why don't they just fucking like come straight out and be like, yeah, we're reptiles and you're fucking, we run everything. And right, so yeah, fucking there's nobody to it. oppose them. Who would oppose them at this point? Like if they've infiltrated all levels of society, why are you hiding now? I just can't, I can't look at anybody who thinks like the movie they live is a real thing. If you want proof that there is no great conspiracy, one word filibuster yeah <laughs> right 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 that can't happen right, in a world right. where everybody's working together well it can tom but they're doing it just to make it so that we don't think that they exist oh yeah they're yeah. well they got me yeah god damn it man uh, they're bastards. fucking those hey, those fucking reptile aliens are smarter than i am so we got a message from sean and sean says he has a conflict he's of irish descent and a few years back, he thought it'd be cool to get a Celtic cross. Now, he's openly atheist, and uh, he's basically running around with this, this tattoo, and he says, I'm starting to get guff from my family about it. Having it removed is out of the equation. I'm having problems with the acceptance of it and, come back and, and a comeback to comments. Am I a hypocrite? Can this merely be looked at as a celebration of my ancestry? I say absolutely. I say celebrate the Celtic part and forget the cross part. I mean, why? You know, look. There's tons of cool-looking things. I think, you know, man, I've been in some churches in my life that are just knock-down fucking gorgeous buildings. You walk in and you're just in awe at how gorgeous these things are. The one, one of them that comes to mind is Notre Dame in Amiens in France. It's like in the—it's kind of in—it's like outside of Paris, like pretty far outside of Paris, and it's fucking huge. It's bigger than actual Notre, Notre Dame, and it's fucking enormous, and it's beautiful. I mean, you walk in and it's just— absolutely stunning i think it's a gorgeous place i think it's wonderful um but i don't i don't walk in there thinking i'm going to have some spiritual experience and the same thing here you know you're not doing it for some spiritual reason you're just doing it because you like the way it looks i you know i think a religious iconography is it can be very beautiful so i don't think that there's any kind of disconnect there and i think you're totally free to recontextualize what's on your own body like you don't have to worry about like oh is this a post hoc rationalization of you know, my tattoo? Yeah, maybe it is, but it's fucking yours. Like, it's not anybody else's. So it's kind of none of their fucking business. And if you want to contextualize it differently today than you did when it was originally inked onto your skin, okay, great. Like, that's the beautiful thing about meaning, right? Meanings are especially things, yeah, you yeah. know, uh, which, which are uh, icons, you know, they're not static. Meaning is not static. Meaning is fluid. And you're allowed to reinterpret that. Um if you weren't allowed to reinterpret that, that would be a fucking incredibly functionally fixed way to look at the world. So this last week, uh, myself and kind of Tom appeared on uh, <laughs> Adam Reek's podcast, The Herd Mentality. So we'll put a link to uh, his his episode, the episode that we uh, we, we appear on. Um, Adam is a very funny guy. We did a skit with him and, uh, and Ra... Uh, and it was, it turned out great. We basically bust Ray Comfort out of jail. And so it's, it's, it's pretty hilarious. Ray Comfort. I, I love his Ray Comfort accent and it's very funny. And, and Ra who plays Raylene 
is also very funny and extra filthy. She's awesomely filthy. So check out that. Um, and, you know, just check out Adam's show in general. I think he's got a great show, and he does a very good job of of making, uh, of weaving funny and serious. Um, so check out his stuff. Uh, we're, you know, we hope, again, to have him again on in the future. Probably in the next six months we'll have him on again because he was a lot of fun to, to talk to and, and cover some goofy fucking stories with. So that wraps it up for this week. Um, We will be back next week with just a single show, and we'll leave you, as always, with The Skeptic's Creed. Hygiene is not a virtue. It's banjo-picking, snake-handling, libtard, pinko-commie bullshit. Couched in small-town, racist, sexist, Bible-thumping, sausage, biscuit-gravy-slopping, small-minded, homeschool-indoctrinated, science-denying, oceanic-baptizing, illiterate, jug-band, moonshine-sipping, toothless, verbal vomitus. John Deere, Chevy, diesel trucks, shotguns, Fox News overalls, secret Muslims, terrorists, gay agenda, Christian rights, hatred, incest, bigotry, sex shops, quick stops, liquor stores, NASCAR tractors, extended clips, grammar, big rigs, wrestling, white power, mullets, duck calls, confederates, prayer healers, republicans, homegrown traditional values, nonsense. Expose your vinyl side. Thrust your hands... Greasy, anecdotal, ignorant, deep fry, even this. The opinions and views expressed in this show are that of the hosts only. Our poorly formed and expressed notions do not represent those of our wives, employers, friends, families, or of the local dairy council. 